Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Harshi. And we're back for another episode of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week we make our ultimate return. Our ultimate return for the first time since right before the Rutgers game in 2020. A time that none of us want to return to, so we won't. We were just discussing before we even recorded um, just kind of where we been since then and I think a, a lot of it came into just the 2020 season and with everything going on with the pandemic it was just a whole lot to be engaged and involved with especially Michigan football but it I still just find it absolutely hilarious that we made like podcast episodes and I had no idea what was going on with Michigan football because I sworn it I had sworn it off yeah 2020 <laughs> I mean, it was a hard year. There was a lot going on, like, obviously in the world and current events with social issues. It was already kind of, like, weird to turn to sports because sports weren't necessarily safe at the time. So there was a lot of, like, reckoning internally on if this was even, like, moral or ethical. It felt a lot deeper than sports should or usually do. And then with the season that we had... Literally, I remember Harley and I recorded an episode where we talked about how prior to the Rutgers game, we were just going to become Rutgers fans because it was too emotionally exhausting to become Michigan fans. Um, Michigan ended up going into triple overtime against Rutgers. Harley and I never acknowledged that. Like, literally (laughs) just never recorded the podcast again. (laughs) And it wasn't until like a year later we were like, so like about that podcast we had for like three years. It just was not the time in 2020. And so we figured that with all the like different changes that we've gone through in our own lives, like we're all literally on the opposite side of the country right now from each other. And we decided no matter what, that we kind of wanted to refocus in on all the things that we really enjoyed from college and views from City Bowl about it. It's probably definitely one of the things I'm most proud of from my time at Michigan. And I hope that's the same thing for you, Hannah. But I would love for this to kind of be like part of like my weekly routine once more, especially because it's kind of been great to be a Michigan Wolverine this this year, and I think we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to the sports teams that we love so much to be a part of the narrative and to inject our goofy and silliness into the ever-present Michigan athletics, you know, conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree. It's definitely been legitimately great to be a Michigan Wolverine lately. (laughs) And I am totally on the same page. Like, I went back. I haven't listened to one of our old episodes in, like, forever. And I went back a few weeks ago and listened to this episode. And I was just laughing so hard while I was listening and I was like wait a second like I used to have fun like that like every single week um and it's hard and we're still navigating how we can bring the podcast back we'll go into some of the technical difficulties that we had trying to bring it back (laughs) um but one thing that I think Harley and I both agree on is that like even though over the many years we've had this podcast it's never really had like a consistent upload schedule like it has maybe for a few months at a time and then it changes um and then we've taken almost or over a whole year off at this point 
I do think it like it returns. It finds its way back. So I don't think we'll ever be done for good, even though maybe sometimes we just do an episode out of nowhere and then take a break for a while. I feel like views is a part of us at this point. <laughs> and I think we'll like take this time to just kind of share what we've been up to. Um, so like I mentioned before, we're on opposite ends of the country now. We're no longer living in Michigan. I'm out in California, um, Northern California to be specific, and I moved out here um, pretty much at the end of June, so um, it's been really fun. I've been able to like travel a whole lot, and then obviously I've been back at Maison Brew um, writing, and I've been really enjoying that, especially because... I've been job hunting and that's been awful and I cry a lot about it. So, um, at least having that like kind of stability, um, it has made me realize that there's obviously plenty of time for me to also include, um, views as a part of my priorities and I hope that it can maintain itself if and when I ever get started and is in my professional career, but we'll see, um, and if you have, like, any job connections in, like, California, uh, please drop my name because I, I wish to be paid at some point. <laughs> and she will be the best employee that you've ever had in your life. Oh, thank you kindly. That's and your, um, like, I, official reference. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess also, like, alluding to what Hannah had mentioned earlier about, like, the technical difficulties, we did have an initial plan um, to bring back the... Um, the show earlier um, in the football season, and um, I went to San Francisco after, where was I? It was either after the Rutgers game, or was it after a return from New Orleans? One of the two. It was like, and, it was after the first game of the season. Oh, it was after a return from New Orleans. Yes, so we were going to start up once more, and then I went to San Francisco, and my laptop got stolen. So... I think that just kind of also just torpedoed the initial progress we had towards views. And, you know, I have a new one. It's my old laptop from high school, and it still works, but it has to be plugged in 24-7. <laughs> but, you know, here we are. We're, we're going to do this no matter what. And I think you can attest to that as well. So what have you been up to over there well, on the East Coast? <laughs> I feel like I don't want to say that your laptop being stolen was meant to be because obviously that's like not a good thing that would happen and I would never wish that upon you. But um, at the beginning of the school year, I'm teaching middle school and it was like a very stressful and chaotic time. And I think that if I had had the pressure on myself to keep up with football to the extent that's necessary to record a podcast about it each week, that would have been like something that I just did not have the capacity to do. Um it's, like, hard being in, like, I, there are harder things, but it's hard being in an area where, like, you're not immersed in Michigan sports as much because that was so much of my outlet was, like, being part of that community and going to the games and knowing that whenever I went to a bar, there'd be someone to talk about the games with me. Um, it is, like, an underrated form of connection, like, knowing that that's, like, a common thread you have with most of the people around you, and even if you don't know them that well, you can, like, bring up how Michigan's run game is looking and have a, a conversation or if you meet or me usually it's an argument um but being here in Boston where like not a lot of people follow college football um 
it like didn't feel like as much of a priority, which again, like I said, there are more important and serious things in the world, but it was a weird transition, like realizing that if I watched a game, nobody around me like knew or cared. Um, and like in order to preserve my mental health, I had to like preserve connections and build friendships and things like that. So Michigan football just was not as much of a priority as it was in years past until about two weeks ago. And I guess this is where we can <laughs> transition into the good part. It's very fair. Um, the only re- like I had mentioned, the only reason why I was like kind of really keeping up with it because it was part of my obligations as a writer to do so. Um, but it, like Hannah just said, it literally became so much more easier for me as as of two weeks ago. Um, I woke up early. It was nine o'clock here um, on the West Coast um, for the Ohio State game, as you know, you normally do anyways, especially if you're in Ann Arbor, you're up well before nine in the morning. And, you know, it was the usual nerves or like, I think Michigan probably has it, but you know, it was the same kind of like hesitancy to it because obviously you had watched 2018 you watched 2019 you're like I had the same kind of feeling Michigan was like on track to look like they could beat Ohio State but you just weren't entirely sure whether or not they could actually do it and then the game played out the way that it did and I've never seen a more beautiful game of football from Michigan and that's saying something because there's obviously games that I really enjoyed like in, during my time in college like Notre Dame 2019 was one of them and I can't even mention Rutgers 2016 is really good <laughs> it's there's like those different moments that just were such a good game of football but then at the end of the day you know it was just Notre Dame it was just Rutgers and you're just like you wanted the Ohio State game so bad and then to see it like finally to see it happen and then Henna, you were actually there and to see it like done in such a beautiful fashion like it wasn't something close like in 2016 that came down to like basically overtime Michigan mm-hmm. played beautifully the entire game and I just I couldn't have been more perfect I had so much FOMO it I cried a lot and it kind of spurred on you know, flying back to Indianapolis this past weekend, <laughs> and I could watch that game, the high State game, over and over and never be tired of it. It was so nice. But then at the same time, it was, like, kind of, like, sentiment. It was just, like, I wanted that so badly while I was in school, and now I'm graduated, and do I really have, like, that much of a claim to it anymore? And it was it was very weird to be in that position, because obviously we're alumni now and we very much have like as much stake in it as anybody else. But there, I just wish I was a student like so badly. Mm-hmm. Like just for one day, it would have been to be that day. Stand in the student section to watch us just absolutely pummel Ohio State and then be able to rush the field. Oh my goodness. That was like what I dreamed of in college and just see it happen. I'm, I'm sure that's like a few of those tears had fallen out for me. Yeah, you pretty much just touched on, like, so many of the emotions I felt. I was at the game with my little sister, which I guess I'll go backwards from what you said. I'll start with the mixed emotions and then go into how amazing the game was. The mixed Mm -hmm. emotions were weird because for so long, Michigan football, like, 
was like part of my friendships and part of my relationships. Like it wasn't just that I enjoyed watching the sport. It was that I enjoyed watching the sport with these people and discussing it with these people. Um, like Harley obviously being the main person and then also like other friends that I had knew from other areas and being at the game and seeing everything we had ever wanted to happen um like literally the most beautiful perfect game of Michigan football I've ever watched and then like see all these college students with their friends um like rush the field and celebrate and realizing like none of my friends are here like Every other time I've been in the student section, I've been with my friends and like none of them are here. And it also like it was so weird, like being in the student section and like talking to someone and being like, I graduated two years ago. Like what? I graduated two years ago. Like it's not even like, oh, I graduated last week, but I'm back for one more game. It's like like <laughs> that's in the past. Um, did I graduate? Two? Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, I mean, come May, it will be two years. Yeah. So like two. Yeah. Okay. So I guess a year and a half ago. Um, mm-hmm. But okay. So yeah, those mixed emotions were like definitely surreal. Um, If you want to read my blog, I did write way too much about it. Like it was one of those <laughs> moments where I was like, <laughs> the reason I made my blog is because every time I wrote for different outlets, all the editors were like, you need to cut this down. No one's going to read it. So then I made a blog so that no editor could be like, you need to cut this down, um, which like the result is that no one reads. <laughs> but if you feel say, like I've never felt more seen, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to read a really long analysis of my emotions, head over to my blog. But um, to go into how great the game was. Actually, first I'll talk about how jaded I am as a Michigan fan. Because I was there in 2017 when Michigan was leading at the half or maybe at the end of the first quarter. I don't remember, but I don't think enough of us talk about that. That we have gotten our hopes up so many times. That was the year that Brandon Peters got concussed by Wisconsin and then John O'Corn had to go back in for Ohio State. I remember mm-hmm. being there, being leading at the half and thinking, wait a second, I'm not going to, like, in that moment I was like, all we have to do is maintain the lead. Like, this could actually mm-hmm. happen. We didn't. In 2018, we were favored to win. I went back and I was like, did I make this up? I looked it up. Nope, we were, we were favored to win by four and a half points. I mean, it's not a lot, but it's like, we were still the favorite. Like, it's not like it was just a like shot in the dark. Um, So I went to that game with no expectations. <laughs> I feel like before that game, Michigan fans had genuinely gotten to the point where like, no one even, like, discusses the game. Like, I'm sure they do on, like, sports radio, but, like, among the Michigan fans I talked to in my life, never once did someone say, do you think we'll win? Like, that's just not, like, a conversation that's had these days. Um, <clears throat> and I saw that we were leaving, leading by a great margin, and we were looking really good. And I kept thinking, wow, I wonder what's going to be the turning point where we mess it up. And, like, call me a cynic. Call me one of those awful fans. I'm sorry. They did this to me. Like, my heart is guarded. I've been heartbroken. I have attachment mm-hmm. issues now. Um, <laughs> and even, like, by the end of the game, like, it, the fourth quarter was fun. I pretty much knew we were going to win at that point. Um, mm-hmm. I heard people behind me being like, I love this play call and give me more of this. Never once have those words been spoken at the big house until that day. <laughs> Um, it was very surreal. And then literally as the game ended and people were rushing the field in my brain, I literally went, I'm still not going to get my hopes up. And then I was like, wait, for what? This is 
all that we have to get our hopes up for. I am just so used to after every Michigan win telling myself I'm not going to get my hopes up. And I had to like talk myself down and be like, dude, you can get your hopes up now. This is all we care about this. Anything after this is just extra. Like all we care about is beating Ohio State. And we just did that. And we looked so good doing it. Exactly. Which is kind of what I've been like thinking. This is like my running theory at the current moment. I've sat through, I think, two basketball games. Obviously the Big Ten Championship. Nope, three basketball games for the men's team and then the Big Ten Championship game. And usually I get really panicky or very flighty, like Hannah mentions in her blog post. I literally <laughs> like got up and left during the Sweet 16 because I couldn't stand watching it. It was so painful to look at. The game was just ugly and awful. And Michigan played quite similarly against UNC last week. It was ugly. We came, We couldn't make a shot to save our life. It was terrible, but I could not be bothered. I was like, nothing can touch me right now. Like We beat Ohio State a week ago. We're going to the Big Ten Championship this weekend. I do not care what is going on in this game right now. Obviously, it's ugly, and it can, I wish it was better because obviously Michigan football, Michigan basketball, my bad, has a lot of expectations because of the wide range of talent that we have this year. But that would, you know, beating UNC just would have been like a bonus. You know, it would have been nice. It would have been great. It would have been great if Michigan basketball had gotten off to like a start that we all kind of like expected for them. But you know, the way Michigan football has become almost the like light in the dark. It's been very weird to reckon with. But, you know, it's very welcome amongst all of us Michigan fans. Um, and then, obviously, like, if you had watched the Nebraska game, yes, I know it was just Nebraska, and it was yesterday. But it was it was a beautiful game of basketball for Michigan basketball. And um, I'm very excited to see what is left in store for, you know, our big two, pretty much. Obviously, hockey is doing exceedingly well, but I will not comment on that because... I haven't watched a single hockey game this year, but <laughs> it's been great to like just being able to like revel in the success in the success, especially with football, because just how much like football means to our school and what it means to, as like a Michigan fan and part of like it's part of like so many people's identity that finally like being able to like reap the benefits of like being successful and like meeting the mark that we've been craving for so long. Mm-hmm. Nothing can beat it. Nothing can beat it right now. You know, my theory is, and like, first of all, Harley, I'm very proud of you for overcoming this barrier because you guys don't understand how, like, well, okay, it's your best and worst trait that you were never able to watch that Michigan game. I am awful. I'm terrible. I'm terrible (laughs) watching games with, like, any game. We could be winning. I'm still like, oh my God, I was terrible. Like, ah. No, okay, it's your best trait because it's like, I'm a very emotional sports fan and I hate being around (laughs) people who are like, it's just sports. Like, it's yes. like no I want to be able to like scream and cry like this is my emotional outlet at the same time it's your worst trait because you leave me alone <laughs> and I can't look away <laughs> it's like I literally like eyes glued to the screen when it's a train wreck and then I'm like I have nobody to turn to because Harley's over there like crying with her sweatshirt over her head <laughs> <laughs> the fight or flight instinct is no longer it was never fight it was flight I would run away <laughs> Hannah has probably seen me like run like far too many times. <laughs> After the like, I have San Antonio. Yeah, I abandoned everybody. <laughs> Harley was like lost on the streets of San Antonio and Bailey and I was like, okay, I guess we'll go get merch now. <laughs> oh my god. Um 
But my theory is the reason that the Ohio State game cured you is because Michigan basketball, the pressure on Michigan basketball has always just been like, bring us some joy because we expect so much from our football program and they can't deliver. So like basketball, your job is to just bring us some joy in life. And when basketball, like the the bar is not as high for Michigan basketball as it is for football. So like when they bring us any joy, it's like, okay, we have a little bit of joy in our life. But when they can't bring us joy, it's like now genuinely the entire world is like dark and miserable and scary. But now that the pressure isn't on Michigan basketball to bring us joy in life and that football is like already bringing us our requisite amount of joy, like Mm. we're like we're set like anything else is just an add on. That is like. Yeah, I think you just hit it like right on the head. That's so perfect. Thank you. Just, I have a way so words. right. It was just like, you know, that kind of like, you know, the. it's like having, I guess, like when we we're going back on to like campus, it's like having access to like, you know, BTV or like three Starbuckses within like a mile radius. <laughs> it's just like such a nicely little add on to have um, like, and it's a great place to turn to when you're like sad. But then like, obviously now you like live far away and you have to drive an hour to go to Starbucks <laughs> and BTV is probably closed but you know <laughs> like side note if anyone listening or living in Ann Arbor is listening can you please let us know like what's the deal with BTV is it true that you can get it at Cantina and if you can does that yeah. even count as BTV because Cantina always had that like had Mexican food like BTV was Cantina without alcohol so why is it BTV if it's at Cantina yeah, someone please, like, goes back in the loop on that. But, you know, it was just, like, one of those, like, those things are, like, expected to, you know, to, like, kind of, like, be the light, you know, and you're, like, it's late and you want food and you're tired from studying and then you got all those things going on and stressful and awful. But at least, you know, you have those, like, nice little things around campus. Whereas, like, that was pretty much what basketball was definitely for us. It was, like, like mm-hmm. crutch that you're, like, well, at least I had basketball. Like, I'm pretty sure we said that multiple times while we were in school. If you search, After, at least we have basketball on Twitter, I'm sure it's only Michigan fans who tweet that. Yeah, it's just... Except for Ohio State fans two weeks ago. And I think we can still honestly give Michigan basketball the, like, expectations that we, like, normally have, especially after making it to the Final Four in 2018. Like, obviously, we still have really high hopes and expectations for them, but it, like you said, it just doesn't even, like, meet the mark of where people have expectations for the football program, so. I think the difference is we have hopes for basketball, but we have expectations for football. Like, we hope that Michigan basketball Mm -hmm. will win the Big Ten, but we expect that Michigan football will win the Big Ten, when honestly it, like, should be reversed. That's fair. I mean, I don't think I'll ever truly give that to Michigan basketball, because honestly, they can still do no wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I am, like, slated on this podcast to give a formal apology to Jim Harbaugh, which, first of all, I think... The world owes me an apology. Or, well, no, owes me an apology. But, like, the, Harbaugh owes me a thank you, I guess is what I'm saying. Because I think I was the last one to hop on the Fire Harbaugh bandwagon. And I was never even that, like, deep in the bandwagon. Like, I was just kind of sitting in the trunk. I don't really know how bandwagons are set up. But what the heck is a bandwagon? Bandwagon. <laughs> oh, it's Can like I a like horse-drawn it? carriage. 
Okay, so like I'm like sitting in the back part of the back of the horse-drawn carriage, and that Matt Campbell stand on Twitter is like driving the horse. Um, <laughs> but um, I like for the longest time, everyone's like fire Harbaugh, and I was like, there's no one else. And then there was some Wisconsin game. I think it was 2018. Um, where I was like, okay, fine, like, fire Harbaugh. Like, I don't know what else we can do. Like, this isn't working. And then ever since then, I'm like, I have to stick with my word. But I also was kind of like, I think I just fear change. <laughs> I don't think it had anything to do with football. I think I had more to do with, like, deep-seated anxiety that Harbaugh was, like, um, a familiar face. <laughs> um, anyway, the Harbaugh owes me a thank you because I was more loyal to him than most. That being said, our second to last most recent podcast episode was like giving him resume advice after he got fired. And I think we said he should be a brand ambassador for Lululemon. Um, anyway, my formal apology for Harbaugh. I'm sorry that me, among other people, mostly other people, were calling for your head. <laughs> We should have known that you can't plant potatoes one day and expect potato salad the next. Potato salad takes about seven years to prepare. We should have known. I also just want to say, not to, like, be a downer, but, like, no, okay. Okay, how much of a downer do I want to be? Like, it was just one time, and Michigan football fans are so fickle. Actually, football fans in general are so fickle. If Michigan doesn't have a great season, like, say we go, like, nine and three next year and lose to Michigan State and Ohio State I know you will all be calling for Harbaugh's head again and being like he only won the Big Ten once and beat Ohio State once so don't act like this is just turning everything around but I do hereby sort of promise that I will be loyal to Harbaugh for the rest of my life is it safe to say that you know how the team went into halftime during the Big Ten championship game and they were chaining two percent because Mm -hmm. that's what people gave them as the odds of making the CFP at the beginning of the season do you think that and maybe they were chanting, like, your name for being <laughs> so rude to Jim Harbaugh at the end of last <laughs> season. Like, maybe that was the motivation. And, like, <laughs> obviously, like, we were in the locker room. Maybe, like, some people that were down there missed it. But do you think views from just, like, remember what Hannah Harshey said? <laughs> <laughs> remember what views from Stadium Boulevard said about Harbaugh? And we Harbaugh took that personally. How about took that personally? It's like, they printed write out our transcripts and hung them in the locker room. <laughs> yeah, it was like right under the, the sign that was like, what are you doing to beat Ohio State today? It was just the transcript for that podcast episode. It's like, if you look really closely, you might be able be to see it. They said we should be Lululemon ambassadors. <laughs> like, does that coin our <laughs> Um... Also, whenever they chant 2%, like, for the longest time, I thought it was a milk reference. Because Harbaugh was like, I only drink whole milk, not that candy-ass 2%. And so then I was like, <laughs> oh, is this a reference to, like, whole milk? No, it isn't deep. I got that, milk. like, as of, like, last week. But it, it took me a minute to process. Now that we have issued our formal apology, I guess we could also, like, circle back. And we can share our experiences last week because we met up once more. But this time for Michigan football, we went to, like, a conference game for Michigan football. And we watched them win. Quite well, might I say. Yeah, spectacularly win for their first Big Ten title since 2004. I was eight. 
years old. <laughs> I was six. I think Wait. you were six years old. Yeah. Obviously, I was wearing a, a the... Big Ten 1997, like, Big Ten something or other sweatshirt, and my students were like, mm-hmm. you were 10 in 97, and I was like, yeah. yeah. I was informed. <laughs> anyway, and, go on. Oh, no, it was just... I mean, obviously, this was the first time I've ever been in the Big Ten championship title game with, when they, like, made it into a conference and did all the realignment and all that stuff that happened, like, before I even became a Michigan fan, so... It was all very exciting to be a part of that and to, oh gosh, I just can't get over like being there. It was so much fun. There was Michigan fans everywhere because obviously we travel really well and, but whenever like we would walk and stand in a bar line for like 45 minutes, there was just Michigan people everywhere. There were like, it was like 80% Michigan, 15% Ohio State and 5% Iowa. Yeah, and oh gosh, it was just I, I had such a good time. I hey. felt like so short. I just wanted it to go on forever, but then I realized, you know, it's not like a Final Four situation where you have the chance of watching like two games. Like obviously, it's just like the one game, and then you kind of have to go home. But, but there could be another game there in a few weeks. Yeah. Just, wait, Harley. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh wait, you're not gonna be in Michigan for New Year's, will you? No, I will be in Virginia. Gosh darn. But no, I'm not going to Florida. I cannot afford to go to Florida. No, we're not going to Florida. But we <laughs> maybe the... go back to Indy. We'll see. I don't even know if I can do that. I can't even imagine what the prices are for the so national championship game. You know, this is a quick side tangent, but everyone's like, it's SEC bias that they put Bama and Georgia against each other in the semifinal. And I'm like, yeah, I, I believe it is. I think it's Bama bias that Bama's number one. But also, the NCAA and the CFP are stupid if they don't think that Michigan being in the national championship wouldn't make them the most money that they've ever made. Like, it, I guarantee it would be the most watched playoff game of all time if Michigan was playing in the championship. So, like, why didn't they rig it that way? I don't know. And I also could be wrong. But I think that was, like, the most people at the Big Ten Championship game this past weekend. It was, yeah. I might have to – I mean, yeah. So – and then, obviously, we watched after we beat Ohio State, and everyone could see just the the vast difference of getting a ticket to go to the Big Ten Championship game was, like, three times any other, like, conference championship game. It was insane just because Michigan made it. Yeah, Michigan The prices fans, for the like, tickets, like, doubled. It was crazy. And we I'm pretty sure the same thing just else. happened. Yeah, and I'm pretty Mostly sure the same thing probably us. just happened for Florida, for our, our Orange Bowl. Is that the ticket prices probably just skyrocketed because Michigan is now in the CFP. We're number two in the country. And if we make it to the championship game, I don't even want to think about like how much those tickets would be because just the fact that Michigan is there is going to make the price like even higher than it normally is. And honestly, it'll probably make it one of the most like watched games in the country. And that's if, really just based off of the fact that the amount of people that watched the Ohio State game was like 15 million people. It was crazy. Yeah, I think it was the most watched football game in like at least all season, maybe more than that. I also saw a tweet that like Michigan Athletic had I think 12,000 tickets that they were able to like sell and reserve for Michigan fans and they got 30,000 requests. Like right, Michigan just has genuinely i'm pretty sure michigan has the biggest fan base in college football and that's like not a michigan bias thing it's that 
like Michigan has the biggest alumni base in college football and like a lot of fans who aren't alumni. So I that just like adds up to it. Plus, like even if maybe Bama has a bigger fan base, like all of the Bama fans have already like been there, done that. Exactly. It's old news. People want that like fresh blood in there, you know? Mm-hmm. And especially because it is like Michigan, it's one of the like storied like institutions and you know, has like a really big brand. Sorry, Sparty. Um, but <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. People are going to watch that, especially with, like, all of the... Just, like, based off, like, what this story is, which is, like, what I've thought about a lot, especially, like, in my writing. It's just... We have the, like, the revenge tour year, but I think this year has been, like, literally, like, the redemption year. Mm. So, I... It's... I can't even, like, fathom it. It reminds me a lot of, like, UVA, like, when they went on to win their national championship in 2019 for basketball. Like... Obviously, they got bounced early. Yeah, they got bounced by UMBC the year before. It was terrible. They were the first number one seed to ever lose to a 16 seed. But then they came back the next year and literally won the entire tournament. It was crazy. And I Mm -hmm. feel like that it it feels very similar for that for me. Like, Michigan went 2-4. and It was terrible. We were calling for Harbaugh and being like, submit your resume somewhere else. Like, you're terrible. Like, this is awful. I don't, I don't even know if we had the capability of beating Rutgers, but you were, like, triple over time. Like, did we win? I don't even know. But, like... We canceled the game because we were scared, and we made excuses. <laughs> okay. Um, but, obviously, you know, what everyone's been talking about over the past week is we started the season unranked. We're now number two in the country going to the college football playoff. Like, it's crazy the turnaround that we've had in literally a year, which... Shouldn't be like completely shocking because Harbaugh like also inherited the program when we went five and seven the year before and then gave us nine or ten wins the next season for his first year first year. So like we kind of like always, always knew he had that like within him. But I've really enjoyed what they have done so far. It is and it's kind of like the whole like UVA thing. I'm like, if they can pull this off, like it is a story for the ages, you know? It's one of those things and so I really hope that they do and even if it doesn't reach the, um, you know, they don't end up in Indy and they don't, like, raise the trophy in January, like, they've, they've still, like, done something to, like, cement themselves amongst Michigan's history, and I think there's something to be said for that, and I really like how this team is, and it's really easy to root for them, too, you know? And it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And it so is. I never thought I would see the day. Or just, like, be reveling and riding the high of Michigan football for, like, two weeks. But here I am. I know. Like, I'm never in my life that I can remember have I, on December 8th, said it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. Unless maybe it was about a basketball game. That's fair. I was just about to say, when we watched them a week ago, like, we were watching Michigan football in December. Like, early December. And I was like, I've never seen this before. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I watched um, many bowl game bowl games and enjoyed none of them. Yeah, you're right. So right. but even then, those were like New Year's Six bowls. So it was just like, well. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. I, oh, go ahead. Oh no! I was just gonna say, I was like, I've loved every moment, every moment, and it. I'm so glad that we got to see them win the Big Ten championship last weekend in person. It was so surreal. Them. It was. It doesn't really feel real. And I think that's probably the fact that, like, 
it felt like we were there and the next like thing that we were like gone going back to our lives but mm-hmm. in, for the like brief moment in between like you sat through like a three-hour writing class and Carrie watched like Minecraft and like I watched <laughs> Michigan beat San Diego State and then we all went over <laughs> to Wait, go watch a Michigan football game. When, <laughs> like, when was that? When Carrie was watching Minecraft? <laughs> like <laughs> oh when I was in my class oh wait I think I was playing Minecraft and like watching like some other video game but I definitely remember there being Minecraft <laughs> oh, I was like did I like miss a party where like you guys were watching things? but I was no I was in my class and dreaming of ramen yeah it did go by say, it was such a I was just about to say I was like it was such like a great time just like dreaming of the ramen rice that would eventually mm-hmm. like be in our bowls and in our stomachs it was such a good time yeah it's so weird harley i feel like i've talked to you more like today like getting ready for the pod and recording the pod than i did during the weekend like it's fair like you flew in and then you're like i have to put my airpods in and then we like ate some rice and then (laughs) (laughs) we're like okay now that we had like our moscow mules and sat by a christmas tree and said cheese like it's time to go do you you remember when we were walking back and somebody was playing justin bieber in their car yeah, and no, that was when we were, yeah. we were drinking hot we're chocolate. Walk- no, I we think, never drank I think it was when we were walking back from the game. Oh, yeah. What a time. We'll tell our grandkids about this someday. <laughs> what if in, like, we some do. turn of events our grandkids are related? Like, if, like, our kids get married. <laughs> like, what if we have a grandkid in common? <laughs> Okay. Grandma views as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <coughs> okay. All right. All right. Um. Really quickly, let's just discuss like where the pod is going, and I guess the big takeaway here is like we don't know where it's going. Um. Mm-hmm. Ideally, we really do want to continue it into twenty twenty two. Which, like, holy crap! Like, how is twenty twenty two even a real year? Um, Mm -hmm. but we're still figuring out the logistics. It is still hard with us, like, doing long distance and, um, (laughs) like, it's, it's different when we can't see each other and record in person and when neither of us are really, like, as immersed in Michigan sports as we were before. I mean, Harley is because she writes for Mason Brew. I, like, I'm trying to be, I love to be, it's just, like, it it feels like another to-do list item at some point, so... Just, like, full disclosure, but, like, we're gonna try our best to make it work. And I really, really want to make it work. It's, like, the most fun thing in the entire world. And I think what we're – the initial thought was it was kind of not, like, necessarily, like, a rebrand, but, like, a relaunch in 2022. So we started this podcast in January of 2019, and it would only be fitting for us to, like, kind of get back into the groove of things – in the new year, so we'll probably be planning things the next few weeks. Um, obviously, like Hannah just said, we don't really have, like, a set-and-stone schedule. Like, maybe there'll be a podcast every week. Maybe there'll be one, like, once a month. Who is to say we don't really know our lives in the new year yet? And I can definitely, like, reiterate that I want this to be part of my priorities again. I want to be held accountable to doing this kind of content work and... I just want this to be something that I, like, go to to have 
like fun and to like turn to and to like talk to like one of my best friends in the entire world about stuff that like I really care about and um yeah so we'll keep you we'll keep you in the loop about that um because we want this podcast to take us to the moon um just like Michigan football and (laughs) um what better way to do that in the new year you know I'm smiling so much right now. We're going to make this happen. We're going to manifest it. Um, Get out your vision boards. Everyone put views from Stadium Boulevard on your 2022 vision board. That's how we'll make it happen. Exactly. Like, put it in your, like, bathroom mirror and just, like, look at it every day and just be like, yeah. I'm going to manifest views from Stadium Boulevard. <laughs> We're only the only ones with the power to make that happen. But honestly, no. Because whenever <laughs> someone messages me and they're like, I love your podcast, I'm like, okay, fine. I'll keep doing it. I live for the validation of others. I also, this is like a weird, just like funny story that I just remembered, but it was, um, I went to like a career fair cause like I am, as I mentioned in pursuit of a career and I handed somebody my resume and they're like, obviously I had views on there because this is one of the things I'm most proud of. It is something that we created ourselves for ourselves and well, also for Michigan athletics and for you know all the women out there that maybe feel imposter syndrome and want to just be part of a sports world that is so rewarding at times and so heartbreaking at others but anyways they were like yeah I've heard of this podcast and I my initial reaction wasn't like oh that's awesome I was like what (laughs) you you all the way out in like Los Angeles California have heard of views from Stadium Boulevard and they're like yeah Knew some people at Michigan. I went to Michigan myself, and I'm pretty sure, like, there's a few people that, like, listen to the show, and so, like, shout out to that guy in LA that has heard of my podcast before, (laughs) and I don't know. I felt like a celebrity in that moment, but it was, like, really cool, and... That, like, warms my heart so much. Like, I hope you're listening to this episode, like, those randos in that Ann Arbor house, in that dude from Los Angeles. We got a new episode for you guys. <laughs> and there will be many more. Um, but I feel like that's about it for this episode. Um, Harley, I wish you all the best. And I will talk to you soon. Do we have anything else we want to add? Um, it's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. Pump it up. I'm Mr. Brightside. Um, bye. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Did we have like a close up for the podcast? Oh, we just said go blue, I think. I think we were just like, yeah, go blue. All right, well, go blue. (laughs) Yeah.